podcast, podcast, it's a fake podcast, 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 it's a fake podcast. Welcome back to the fake podcast, a podcast that doesn't really exist. I'm your host, a fictional person. Uh, we're almost out of time here. Next up will be the crapshoot. Uh, but first, I want to take a quick uh, listener letter on the air. I'm going to read this. This is from Not A Real Person, Fakesville, Maryland. Uh, Not A Real Person says, hey, this whole thing's kind of a weird conceit and you didn't really think it through, did you? Well, uh, thanks for writing in. I want to say that's a really good question. And uh, next up is the crapshoot. Welcome to the crapshoot. What episode number is it? It's episode 17. Oh, Thank I knew you, you would know. Yep. I knew it. I'm aware. <laughs> I am aware. And uh, here we are, and uh, you're back from New York. I am. Episode 17, the extra sleepy episode. <laughs> are, you, are you that recently back, or are you just still catching up on time zones? I'm still sort Well, I or, actually, yeah, because I was sick, I got sick at the end of the trip. Uh, so I sort of slept on the plane a lot, and then slept when I got home a lot. But then I was up at odd hours. That I, I, the way it played out, I sort of reset my schedule more quickly than I would have otherwise, I think, just because... Yeah, that's, that's works. But then, you know, then I was also, I was sick, which meant I was lethargic, which meant I just ruined it again. Yeah. But um, I also, you know, uh, Aaron showed up in town, and so I had too much to drink, and... Uh, which I'm just going to blame Aaron's, him Aaron's for. Aaron's a serious enabler. I, yeah. I, I really, that guy's trouble. I wish he would stay away from him. He's just. Yeah. I, I, he's intolerable to be around. My least favorite person. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> oh, hi Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I, of course, am Josh Millard and, and I didn't go to New York and, and with me as always is Jesse. Jesse Holden. Hi. Yes, he did go to That's New York. That's Josh. Yes. I'm, I'm Jesse. Josh. I'm Josh. And over on the other side is Aaron. If you listen to my other podcast in the cut, you know Aaron already. If you don't, I don't know how you would know Aaron already. They, they might. I'm, they might just. They, they, they could have gone to school with him, or you know, they talked to him that one time no. or the thing, or you know. I don't think that's. I mean, they exchanged email that, about that their, guy you know. at the bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. could know him. You might know me as that guy at the bar. Is if you've been at the bar at the same time as Aaron and seen him, he was that guy at the bar. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more. Every once in a while, I try and, and and look to a non-present camera when I'm <laughs> when I'm like 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 not when I'm actually explaining an actual factual thing, like not when I'm like talking about something meaningful. But every once in a while, when we slip into doing even the slightest bit of a bit, mm. somehow there like I, I become aware that there's a fourth wall, and I'm, I just start looking around to to make sure it's not being broken or something. I have no idea what that is, but. <laughs> I just I've caught myself doing it before. I just caught myself doing it again when I was talking about the bar. I guess aren't you I was breaking at the, people the fourth who wall might... by looking at the theoretical well, audience? I, the, well, but but there's not you can't an audience. Look at the so fourth it, I can't wall actually to break make it. sure it's not being well, broken. That's it's counterproductive. I, I think yeah, I think part of focuses. Me. I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't. Right. Know, it's, I I don't know. I don't really know how to. To, to suss that out. But anyway, that's what's going on inside my head. So, uh, you know, you've been sick and uh, I'm just me. Right. And uh, how you been, Aaron? I haven't seen you since uh, uh, Willow, was it? Or uh, We did... Um... We did brain scan, but we oh, weren't, didn't scan. do it in person. Right, right, right. We did right. it remotely. Uh, Willow was the last one time we were all in the room together, yeah. I think. And... Um, which has had a recent major uptick in downloads, that particular episode. Yeah. And I don't know why. It's pretty old. Um, 
does his willow come back into the zeitgeist in some way? <laughs> like, like, like how recently? Like I in the last week, I get a weekly update on the download numbers. Well, and they willow just, had a they, bump. okay, so they just recently released the official cast listing for Star Wars Episode Seven. Hmm. Now, now, now Warwick War, War Davis was in, I believe, Jedi as mm-hmm. one of the Ewoks. I don't know that he's in this cast. But uh, I, I don't know for sure. I know Kenny Baker's back, so he gets to crawl inside a, a, a small tube on wheels again. Um, and uh, he, R2, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, I was and looking for a joke there, but I couldn't. No, no, there's no one, joke. So. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just. I, uh. No, I mean, I, could, I feel like there was an opportunity for yes. one that was, I let slide. That, that, there's, yeah, I don't know. The, the, the R2 costume has to be pretty confining so it probably gets pretty hot there so it could in theory be a kenny baker baker eh? no <laughs> no okay yeah. <laughs> i didn't i didn't really feel good about it even when i was saying it the ones i was going but yes so maybe people are like oh what yeah yeah uh, uh star wars yeah yeah work davis yeah yeah willow yeah uh, you know it could have been but a, uh, like then, what what and then they scoured the internet what google search are we <laughs> in the top 50 pages of results for i don't know in I don't that know. Yeah, you know, I did. Knows? Well, you know, see, even that's pretty. I, I posted on Metafilter Music the uh, reel of the podcast review songs, which were fucking great, by I, the way. I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not trying that. to suck up or toot our own <laughs> horn, but uh, those were that last round was very good. It just needs to not take like two months next time, and, and then I'll feel well. You've got you've every review we've gotten has now had a song written. Yes, for, yes. as of the time of this recording. Yeah. Yes, so, so you're I caught up. We'll, yeah, so pressure's off me unless you go review our podcast. That's true. Um, but yeah, so uh, so so I did post that, and that I mentioned the crapshoot there. So it's possible just a giant flood of people for some reason were suddenly reading Metafilter music. Followed the link to the crapshoot. Followed the related links to In the Cut found the willow episode specifically and we're like oh my god and just got really excited because it I, could I, be i think that your profile on the crapshoot.net links to your just the tag oh, for your that episodes could be, that could be. On so someone's like oh hey, there we go yeah that, so that's that, a, you're, you're suddenly it's smaller, less crazy theory than the I target area is a little yeah. even uh Bigger, smaller. Yes. That's, I lost that analogy. <laughs> this is a good episode. <laughs> you know the, the beer. We're, we're doing a, a good job. We're in the absence of beer. Get excited about this. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, about the beer. I thought yeah. you were just like continuing <laughs> to be fake enthusiastic about our performance so far. It's like, yeah, you can just lay off. I know we're sucking so far, but both just, you know, interpretations work. <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that the champagne of beers? Oh my! How did you? Ah, uh, Miller High Life. This like is getting this a haircut the... at Bishops. What? Uh, they, they, they they tend to have a cheap beer in the can as a, a freebie if you if you want it. Is this our first can beer on the show? Oh, you know it might be. I think it well, is. you know we had and I I opened it ahead of time without waiting for the moment. Cheers. What, was there a moment? I don't know about it anymore. No, I just could. You, you two just did it nicely in you know general mm. proximity, and I was just off mic. Yeah, I'm. I'm just disappointed in myself. You did think you did notice a way that this show is going badly that I hadn't even noticed. Yes, yeah, yeah, so yeah, so there good. we go. We were finding uh, all of them. So, the so there is us. somewhere in Portland that is a Miller High Life location rather than a Pabst Blue Ribbon location. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it, and I feel like they actually mix it up even, and I feel like they're maybe sort of trying to more aggressively mix it up. Like it's possible just a different person goes and gets the specific uh, ironic uh, macro brew. 
that they prefer when it's their turn to stock the fridge or something. Because uh, I feel like it, it was, for a while, it was always PBR at, at the Bishops on yeah. Alberta. And uh, and then and then I feel like it's been, I, I think there was a high life I had one time. And I, I feel like maybe I had a Rainier one time. So I think maybe they're just trying to... I'm, I'm just always curious about the breakdown between Pepsi Urban Towns and uh, high life towns. I feel like, you know, if you're... Mm, uh, dishwasher going out drinking you're either getting your shot of jamisons and uh high life or your shot of jamisons and a past and uh oh, it's not high life here you gotta i've gotten some weird looks yeah well it's 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 a weird thing too because i mean i because we can relate this both on the sort of like arguable hipster vector like you know that that's the you know the easy joke in portland is like oh yeah pbr that's what hipsters drink because they're too cool to drink you know good beer mm -hmm. or whatever um, but then they're you know, too cool to drink good beer. Well, I'm already confused well, yeah, about it, the whole like, history was, thing again. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 a it's a it's a terrible maze to even try and navigate. So I'm not going to try and make sense of it because they're too cool to like something sincerely. Maybe, maybe, and so and, they have to so drink like, something yeah. that's bad or something. Because they're, they're they're both. I mean, on the whatever. I don't know if we should get into the word hipster and we sort of have in an earlier episode, um, but it's just but, a but, but the, uh, topic for me to be mad about. They're, they're both non-advertising beers, I think, or at least that's they became popular during the phase where you wouldn't see an ad for Pabst or sure. High Life on TV, which and, makes uh, them in a in a way kind of a you know oh yeah it's pretty obscure you wouldn't have heard of it sort of thing so it kind of works on that level i think you're, but, just, you're just not as immediately annoyed when you see the can the way you are by advertising yeah, you don't, beers um, that advertise on tv maybe yeah well but also they're both um really legitimately decent cheap beers that you can drink if the, you don't want to get drunk yeah well i want although say, paps does advertise in portland now and has i think i mean all of the things that became popular by not advertising now Right. Advertising. Well, well yeah, once sales are up, you gotta, you know, ride that fucking pony to the maybe, or you just save all, you just bank all that money you would be spending on advertising <laughs> since not advertising is what's working for you. But um, they, I don't know, they Pabst does it come out. What I mean, I'm not here to celebrate Pabst Marketing <laughs> Department, but they did. I thought that they did all right. They started by kind of trepidatiously sponsoring like music events and things like that that they didn't weren't trying to like wave their flag in everybody's face but just like hey brought to you by Pabst or whatever love, um, um, now there's billboards now there's like you know uh calling all calling all artists design the next Pabst can type stuff going I saw one of those the other night um, yeah <clears throat> but uh which even that's not bad I mean it's not like yeah it's um they were um I was really enjoying they were trying to make inroads in um New Orleans which is definitely a high life town and uh I just kept going to events where they someone would just have a big free thing of Pabst, and I'd go up to buy a beer, and they'd be like, "No, Pabst is just giving you this beer." <laughs> the whole yeah, Saint Crawl or Saint the Saint Crawl the Saint uh, Claude Art Crawl. Um, hmm. They would bus in people on a party bus and give them free Pabst, and then try and sell them your Etsy stuff. And a lot. <laughs> That's interesting. Often that... with a terrible DJ. That's interesting that they're really making a big play like that. I mean, obviously, New Orleans is a big drinking town, so that's like a market to get into. Uh, and especially if you feel like you're maligned or, you know, not not represented in the bars. Um, I can see Pabst doing something like that. I don't, I've never really seen that. Have you ever been somewhere where you were giving, given free alcohol by the manufacturer of the alcohol? You know, uh, 
I remember one time at uh, oh shit, where was it? Burbati's downtown. Um, uh, we were there for a show and hanging out, and we're over at the Pan side. And Guinness was doing some sort of thing. Really? I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't think it was like somebody from Guinness HQ. I'm sure it was just like you know a street team just a event. Really drunk guy. But uh, but yeah, there was no. There was a you know they were giving out cans of Guinness. Huh. And uh, it was a you know whoop de do. I was like okay, and it's kind of a weird thing because you have to wonder how much they paid for bodies to be able to do that because they're standing around inside a bar giving away free beer. So do they just compensate? I don't think. Do you think they pay for bodies? I mean, I know like there's liquor. I have been to like well, liquor I mean, stores where they like a local. They've got to have some sort of arrangement. Yeah, doing it in a bar like, is a whole. Well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah that's what I've never saying. seen that. Well, you're standing in a bar giving away free beer. Why is the bar letting you do that unless you're compensating them? So I'm assuming. Because it's bringing people into the bar. And what happens when people come to the bar? They, they have a, they have one of those beer. and they yeah, bring their friends. And I, yeah, I, I, it I seems like a win-win. I have a hard time seeing it being uncomfortable. I, I, think, um, I don't know. I don't know. Like when Camel has had reps, this this is something that used to happen to me constantly. That's, I was just going to bring up, and that's something I've only ever seen here is yeah. the free packs of cigarettes. And I haven't seen it lately, but they used to be just like some cute, really tired-looking girl will just like <laughs> stumble over to your table and be like, do you guys want cigarettes? <laughs> Here, it's just, just sign up here. Yeah, they'll, what they'll do is they'll scan your ID and put you on a mailing list, oh, okay. and um, and they just give you a free pack or two of camels, or camel lights, or whatever. I mean, I used to get a lot of cigarettes that way when I was a smoker, because um, I was also at the bars a lot, <laughs> <laughs> making lots of good life choices. Um, but I don't know. Bars sell cigarettes too when they let them come in. They just like wander in and out and go to the popular bars or the unpopular yeah, bars. I, I, Mostly I, dive I, bars is where I saw them. I never saw them at a popular bar. I will. I will admit this is an entirely you know unreflected upon thought. Just my immediate thought there is like, yeah, and I, 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 I can't see it. Not there's got to be something for the bar because I mean, if you're gonna <laughs> excuse me. It, it's one thing to like have like an event if you're like, hey, it's a free beer tasting thing. Try our new beers at the shit spot this Sunday. <laughs> then, uh, then everybody's like, oh yeah, we'll go there. And so maybe the shit spot's like, yeah, that's a good deal because you're bringing people in. But if someone's just sort of like you know doing a thing there and it's not like a big advertised event, then what happens? Someone wanders in the bar to drink for no particular reason and then they get a free beer that's one less beer they're going to order from the bar so like I, that's not is, how yeah, it always it? works as a <laughs> well, okay. drinker like drunk say, people order less because they had beers. enough already <laughs> <laughs> well but still I mean the average person isn't I mean okay I mean because I mean there's definitely an idea as a bartender that there's a certain amount of free drinks you should give away to uh, well yeah but that's tackling I mean, it's not until everybody walks in that's more like mm-hmm. you know a good customer, you're going to keep them happy. Um, but I guess. but a little but, more drunkenness uh, might might always be a good thing for a bar. Maybe I mean, maybe I guess the question is. I mean, I'm speculating the, too. I'm not trying to come from a position of authority on. Yeah, that no, 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 no. But it's a good point because I, I was really just sort of like flat out uh, declaring it to be so. Okay, so to to let me put it this way: so you go into a bar and you have an average beer consumption value. Say you know maybe maybe you you on average drink three beers. When you go into a bar, you go into the bar, someone's giving away a free beer. Now, some people are going to take that free beer and say, oh, hey, I'll have this. And I'll also have the three other beers I would have tonight, you know, and, and there the bar is breaking even. So this person's going to drink a little bit more than they normally would to sort of celebrate the fact that one of the beers was free. But then you're going to have other people who go in and it's like, oh, well, I don't know. Um, sure. Yeah. Free beer. That's great. I guess that's a beer I don't need to buy tonight. And then they end up drinking three beers total anyway. So they've ordered one less beer from the bar. And I think a fair amount of people who 
are not going out for a wild night are going to pace themselves. And so it really is for a fair chunk of the people in there going to be a net loss of a beer paid for for the bar. To compensate for that, you have to have like an equal representative portion of people who go in there say, oh, I'm going to have my three beers, but oh, a fourth beer for free. I'd better drink a fifth beer, too, that I'm going to pay for and not try and catch off the guy giving well, away free they beer. Yeah, yeah, they don't plan it out. No, no, no. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not suggesting this is a wholly rational process. I'm right. saying every person who does this is someone who you're doing the math that for every person who drinks responsibly, even though they got a free beer, you have on the equal part a person who drinks a lot more than they were planning to when they came to the bar. And and as much as you want to sell drinks to people in a bar, probably the last people you really want in your bar on the even night are the people who drink way more than they were planning to because those are the people who end up you know puking in your bathroom or on your barroom floor or getting in fights or so on. It seems like, you know, you want people who come in and drink a lot on purpose. You don't want people who drink a lot super impulsively because that's St. Patrick's Day. That's that's terrible. That's dealing with a drunken fucking mess. That's calling the cops or calling a taxi or dealing with bullshit. You know, that that's my theory. But, again, this is all me armchairing because I've, like, I've never – Never come close to working in a bar. I don't spend that much time recreationally in bars. So, you're also getting um, x amount of goodwill, and you know people associating your bar with the bar they went to and got a free drink um, is probably I think that's worth the more biggest than the point I was That is a yeah. that is a good psychic knock on effect because then people are just like, oh yeah, we should go back to that. Get a place. halo awesome. effect off that. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fair. Um, Okay. As well as, you know, I, I mean, it's, especially if it's a situation where people aren't getting f- free beer after free beer after free beer, they're kind of just like unofficially limiting it to one per person. Yeah. And I mean, that person might be calling their friends and there's a lot of factors at play besides just the number of beers they're going to drink that night. As well as, I mean, someone who's, who buys way more alcohol in a night at the bar than they planned on typically is a like big tipper. They've called their friends. They've, you know, this it's there, there's counterbalancing factors. That, that, to the that, fact that fair. they may throw up in the bathroom, it, it's not they all. Start, not all the they may drive other customers drinker. away with, by yeah. being an asshole. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of it's. There's a lot of cogs in the machinery yeah. <laughs> of what makes a bar successful on a given night. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I feel like this is when it needs to be a call-in show. Yeah, <laughs> if you there's, have there's somebody listening. There's yeah, al- always yeah, if when a conversation uh, goes on this long, there's somebody just <laughs> mad at you who knows the answer. That's pretty much all I picture while I'm recording. <laughs> That's pretty much this the only time when we get person. comments. Actually, is when someone's angry enough about something. <laughs> he said that oh, was wrong. it makes me mad when it has a mm-hmm. podcast and it's just like five minutes of just uh, <laughs> well, us you know being what? wrong think. about something. Yeah. It's, the worst is when it's yourself. I mean, I know you don't, <laughs> I listen. don't listen. Neither of you guys listen to the shows that I record it's with you. It's bad for your health. Whereas I fetishistically do, do. And, man, I mean, if you if you think you get mad when you hear someone else <laughs> fucking up on a podcast, you listen to yourself saying something that you realize is totally fucking wrong, that's a fucking frustrating experience. Mm-hmm. Um no, I, so in some ways, I kind of wish we got more n- negative feedback. Not negative feedback like your guys' show sucks, although that's if that's but how like, you feel, sure, whatever. But more like, oh, feedback. you guys are wrong, or oh, you guys didn't consider yeah. X, Y, Z, or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
not that I engagement. Not, yeah, well, not that I disparage anyone who like has said like, hey, I like that, or hey, you no, know, no, positive like feedback this. is totally fine too. But yeah, no, I guess. seriously, no, fuck you guys. Yeah, I'm, 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 I, I'm using my eyeballs right now to break the fourth wall and tell mm-hmm. you, yes, you, you were listening. What? Yeah, you know, you, you, that, you're who I'm talking about. Uh, we can see you. Yeah, <laughs> this is really weird. I'm, I'm all pretending to be talking to someone right in between <laughs> Jesse and Aaron, and I'm actually pointing at them and making at you. really intense eye contact. We can at you. all see you. Yeah, yes. we we're know all, what you're now, doing. Now we're right all now. looking at you and yeah, pointing, and we really... want you to go to thecrapshoot.net. And well, just, first you need to it, shape the fuck up because you're like well, I'm just looking at you. Yeah. <laughs> You got that, some problems. That sweater? What are you, uh, Will Wheaton on an episode of Next Generation? Bazam! Uh, but really, we're just we're nagging you to try and keep you interested. I'm going to um, have some real unpopular <laughs> opinions about burritos later. <laughs> but yeah, go leave, leave a comment on the on the site. Go to thecrapshoot.net and leave a comment about something we're, we're wrong or not fully informed about. I think you There's should definitely have lettuce in there. Lettuce in the burrito? Yeah. I think you should have lettuce in the you know burrito. I, I, you know how I like yeah. to make burrito? You, you, you get a tortilla, and you get some refried beans, and you microwave the refried beans, um, and then you put them on the, on the tortilla, and then you chop up some cheddar cheese, and you put it on there. Actually, you can put that on and microwave the whole thing. It works, mm-hmm. too, so cheese gets kind of melty. Uh, and then a bunch of sour cream, and you get out the ketchup. And just squeeze a bunch mm-hmm. of ketchup, and then you're done, and you just roll it up and you eat it. I think mm-hmm. definitely, like, uh, a lot of black beans, none of that old-fashioned refried. I think I'm just very specifically calling out Jesse Thorne now. <laughs> <laughs> Does he have a, a, a burrito issue? Oh, yeah. Well, no, I just... Uh, Jesse? Um, oh... I thought I had something. <laughs> Sorry, you're better at podcasts than I am. <laughs> you know, it's, you, just, you have to find, you drink more, mm-hmm. basically. I'll, I'll get back. Find Jesse, more uh, we'll, I'll come back to you. Uh, We're not talking about No, the, no, not yet. Okay. Different. No, right. different. A, a podcasty Jesse. Uh, or a different Jesse Thorne with the same name by some weird coincidence. Uh, but that that okay so that was that was actually uh, what are we the, talking the big about? Reveal. <laughs> that was that was burritos when I was a kid. That was how we made burritos as a kid, and it actually took me a good long while to stop using. Like my wife was really, I think, just genuinely kind of horrified. That I was like, no, no, this is how you make a burrito. She's like, no, it's not. I was like, yeah, no, it's great. <laughs> uh, if you like it, here's what you can do nowadays: is just use the sriracha, and it's. Uh, no one will go against you on that, but it's basically just spicy ketchup. Kinda, I, I, I'm, I'm easing into spicy stuff, like little bits, bit by bit. We'll make like some sriracha mayo uh, for something sometimes, and that's like just a little bit of kick. But I can't put serious hot sauce on anything. For the listener who's missing this experience, when Josh pantomimes <laughs> making a burrito in front of his wife, he has a maniacal grin and he's just <laughs> moving the presumed ketchup bottle back and forth <laughs> over and over and over that again. Thing like crazy. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> it's a pretty good sight. If you could see us as well as we can see you, yes. Imagine, imagine the tortilla enjoying as much as I am as the fourth wall, mm-hmm. and then the ketchup is just shattering it. The ketchup is is just getting all over you. Yes, you, the listener. What? Yeah, no, you. The sweater one still. Yes, uh, with the sweater. You guys know that what guy's I... really pissed you off. <laughs> <laughs> it's Will Wheaton. He's like motherfuckers. <laughs> Do you know what I saw in New York? Uh, one of Bill Cosby's sweaters worn on his television show. Yeah. In, in the f- flesh? In living color? In the flesh. thread? In living color? What? 
I just said I don't think sweaters have flesh. I'm glad you asked me to repeat that because it was a pretty good line. <laughs> um, you know what else I saw is uh, a different famous sweater, which was a sweater from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, maybe? <laughs> there is a scene in which... Is it the, um, with the really long arms? No. Oh. It is a scene in which uh, it's it's Freddy is dying. It's near the end of the movie. And they have a, they have a little clip of the part of the movie playing that this prop was used in, um, <clears throat> with, with the, and his chest is torn apart, and there's humans trying to pull, push out through his chest, and they've obviously done it as a special effect using like a I believe thing of latex. Jesse, that, that was Nightmare on Elm Street four. Okay, I, I think I said four or five. You said five. I yeah, said I think and that I said was kind four of or five. Because five's um, the did dream I not child, say four or five? No, you said five. Five was the dream child. Four was. <laughs> Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Dream Warriors? No, Dream Warriors was three. Nightmare on Elm Street 3, yeah. one of the best of the series. Okay. And the I, first one I ever shouldn't... saw had a... We, we should... Uh, you should do your podcast again sometime, and we'll do Nightmare on Elm Street 3. My Miami Hot 3. <laughs> We're going to watch My Miami on me. Anyways, yes, part, of the, the... part of the special <laughs> effect was making a gigantic Freddy torso... In in the middle of which actors could you know push out through the latex or whatever with their breasts mostly yeah with their breasts mostly um, to 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 Fantastic. give the impression of like souls pushing out from yeah. Freddy's normal breast size. souls breast souls right um, and so I saw that sweater too I saw two famous sweaters on my trip to New York that's excellent and a couple other things too but mostly those sweaters do you see any sweater vests no. Uh. Gotta love a sweater vest. No. I can't think of a famous sweater vest. Uh, I can't even really think of exactly what a sweater vest is. Isn't that, isn't <laughs> just, it basically just a cardigan? A vest. Is it a cardigan with no buttons? It's like a one, like 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 a pullover cardigan, essentially? or Buttons? Because if it has buttons, why wouldn't what's... it just be a cardigan? No, I don't know what a cardigan yes. is. Well, no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like That's a sweater vest with buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, people? <laughs> what? what are we doing? <laughs> um... Hi. How you doing, Aaron? Should we go to break? You want to take a quick break? Yeah. Let's take a quick break. And then we can come back and just start the episode for real. (laughs) (laughs) Podcast. Podcast. Cast. Podcast. Cast. Podcast. And we're back. Uh, Josh got us some bourbon. Can you tell us about what kind of bourbon we're about to drink? This is Rowan's Creek Kentucky bourbon. Sounds good. Uh, I don't know if I've ever had it. It's, uh, It's from Kentucky. Okay. From Bardstown, Kentucky, I believe. I've never had it before either, but uh, I went to a, hmm. a friend of mine's birthday party last week and uh, brought him a bottle of something, and so he got me a bottle of something, and uh, brown liquid. It's nice. It is nice. It's yeah. it's incredibly smooth. Yeah, and... Uh, it, has, it has some fire at the end, but yeah. um, um, it's, it's sweeter like than I would normally like in a bourbon, I think. Hmm. I learned. Good. Here's something I want to talk. Unless you were, were you about to say something oh, about the bourbon, say, I, I, I like I like a certain amount of sweetness in a bourbon because then I can then aim for like a, a rye for something a little bit drier and get right. that sort mm-hmm. of yeah, a little caramely can be good in a bourbon, um, depending. But it's yeah, sweet and but also real a lot of charcoal. Yeah, um, it's kind of nice. It feels nice. It feels nice in my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to talk about neuroses. Oh, because we never do that. Yeah. (laughs) 
This is the special uh, episode uh, where we rant about all the problems in our brains. No, I mean uh, like uh, specific things you get hung get up it. on. Um, <clears throat> what prompted this was I someone I, I read someone on Twitter had said, um, you know, I'm a 35 year old man, but I still if I see a teddy bear face down, I pick it up and sit it down again so it can see. <laughs> and I realized I do that. Do you? If I see, I mean, I don't come across a lot of face Spend down a lot of time bears. in children's bedrooms, yes. right? Or like play, like whatever daycare centers or whatever. But um, I feel like I would do that. I feel like I would have that particular oddball, inexplicable quirk of the brain that would make me frustrated that the bear couldn't see well, until I sat it up again. How, does that make sense? Actively, well, it, does make, it, it does make sense. How actively frustrated? Because like, like that, that's kind of low. I would cross a street to do it, but not ford a river. Oh, okay. Cross, cr- crossing, crossing a street, well, I mean, yeah. Because I, I want to say like there's neuroses and then there's just like, you know, really, really, really minor like ticks. Sure. And I, I feel like something has to be at least a little bit of a disruption in your platonic ideal of how you have handled something uh, before it really gets to the level of being a, a proper neurosis. Sure. Like, yeah, like would, it, would you really feel bad if you hadn't done it? Pro- not, not in a way that stuck with me for days, but would you, I would remember. Would you, if you were in know. a situation where for whatever reason, say you were making out with someone and you ended up in a bedroom and then there was a bear facing down, would you actually be like, Oh, hold on. And go fix the I can't bear. get hard until I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't ejaculate unless the bear is watching. <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that it's gone that far. Not yet. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, not not because I mean I I bring that up not because that's a unique and specific thing I want to dive deeply into, but because I feel like there's I have a lot of those in my life, and um, some of them are more pervasive than others. I have a um, in the last few years I have developed a sort of a nervous tick around the idea that when I've you know I wear I wear a short trimmed beard for people who can't see me right now. I thought you had grown that. No, yeah, no, it comes from inside of my skin, which is the first weird thing about this. But um, I, I, I have this weird idea that the, the, the trimmer has missed a couple of stray, really long hairs, and so I find myself in moments where I'm not paying attention to what I'm doing, like Just touching my beard and looking for it. <laughs> and it, it, it got back, and the, my hair too, because I, I trim my own hair with clippers. I just keep it relatively short cropped because I, I getting actual haircuts seems. Like a hassle. It is sort of weird bullshit. We can talk about that sometime. But uh, I always think that my clipper has missed a long hair somewhere. And because it's like, it's like, it's to find a hair that the clipper has missed and then get some little scissors and just clip that one hair is satisfying in a way that like cleaning yours, the Q-tip is satisfying or like not to get too gross, but like popping a zit is satisfying. And so I have come to the point where I'm just kind of constantly thinking that there's something like that, and I'm always kind of combing my fingers through my hair. And I start, I get to the point where I start just clipping individual hairs off my beard when I'm not paying attention, and I always have a little pair of scissors nearby. It's kind of a weird thing. <laughs> it really, like, I, really, I have, like, at just, work I do this okay, when people are watching I, yeah, me. I want to say, we have not transitioned into a bit. This is an actual... This is a real weird thing that I have started doing in the last couple of years before I realized what I was doing. And um, 
that, that I just think I have a stray too long hair somewhere, and I'm always looking for it, and I'm always clipping it off when I think I've found it. I'm going to declare that a legit neurosis. I think that's, yeah. And there's, you know, I actually have had two friends, um, two who who both of them have had at times in their life uh, neurosis, which has a name, and which the name of which I can't remember, but where they're, when they let their mind drift, they find themselves plucking out individual hairs off their head. And can actually, in extreme cases, like create bald spots on their own scalp and stuff like yeah. that. And this feels like a some version of that that's not as f- extreme it's or life disrupting. Yeah. But it's it is like a it, it, weird it is, thing. Yeah, right? it, 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 it is a little bit weird when you lay it out. I mean, like I I, yeah. I can sort of like like the individual pieces of that I can totally track. It's like oh I can do. But then yeah, you put it together. It's like yeah, that is a little bit like I could see like realizing I was doing. It, I'd be like, huh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's it happens reg- like many times a week that that I that I kind of get into like eh, you know I, I yeah. look probe with my fingers for the long hair that I, my clipper have, has missed. See, and it's interesting because I can look at that and say, yeah, no, that seems like kind of an odd thing, but but I go in the exact opposite direction where it's like, yeah, every month or so I shave a little bit. Mm. Like I get out my 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 wife finally just bought me like a a, a, a proper you know razor a, a a year or two ago that's got like a you know, plastic guard so I can set it at the right length and just like, just mm-hmm. do the whole, like, you know, if, if you're listening at home, you can't see me <laughs> miming shaving, but basically what I'm doing is shaving. But with you're, the guard, you're so squeezing like, the ketchup on so your you face. Can, like, you know, <laughs> you, in theory, every three or four days, I could take that thing and just give mm-hmm. it a quick one of those and keep things pr- pretty much in check and then do a little bit of cleanup like every week or two. Instead, no, it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's May now. I should probably, take and it's not like, it's not like my beard hair grows fast or anything, but but it's been a fucking month, and I just look scraggly as shit. And it's like, oh, I should go, you know, do that. I, I'm on a, the about maybe the 18 month schedule where um, I'll just grow my hair and beard for 18 months and then take it all off. And apparently, and, very recently, you hit the yeah, checkpoint. Yeah, 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 it was spring. I, was gonna, I thought you were going to say I'm on the three day schedule. It's like every three <laughs> days are just whoop, whoop, you know, do yeah, that. No, this is about actually. I'm I've. Uh, now my my beard and my hair is mistimed, so they're going to get all out of oh, whack. No. But, uh, mm. um, yeah, it looks like your hair's got a good like four days on your beard. Yeah, I think they, probably two weeks ago I did the hair. And beard was. I feel like you guys need to share neuroses. Um, I yeah. was because when I talked about my teddy bear neuroses, we talked about <laughs> teddy bears, and when I talked about my hair trimming neurosis, we talked about hair trimming. Well, okay, so, so tell so, me where. Tell me why. You, what, you go first. What's so um, weird about you guys? So I, don't I feel like I'm on. Someone, I feel like in terms of that actual like kind of pressured behavior, mm-hmm. like that's something I really had a lot. A lot of when I was young, like as a kid, I remember it. And like when people describe like even like real like unwanted thought syndrome or, you know, Mm. OCD, like feeling like really like that is, you know, when I was 12 Um, and things that totally sound. But um, I I really don't ever feel like I have that kind of I mean, I'm a very anxious person. I have a lot of anxieties and a lot of bad behaviors. But, well, I think uh, you can you can strip mine some good neurosis <laughs> material out of that. I mean, that's like classic. That's like Woody um, Allen neurosis. I like, mean, you know. I like to get up at night and pace and think about death. <laughs> <laughs> if that's uh, not for nothing, not for nothing. That's you know, that's solid uh, material. It's, yeah, yeah. Plus, it's good protagonist material. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you know, you really build a, a weird sympathetic I, uh, you know picture of a of a novel character or something with the 
but I, but I feel like the thing you're talking about, the real kind of like, yeah, that behavior where you kind of feel like see a thing and feel a pressure or those I irrational like, pressures. Like I don't um, itchy about it, like not physically yeah, on my but skin. I, I, mean, but I, that I know what of, you mean, but I feel yeah. like that's something. I mean, I must, I must have. Hmm. I mean, there, everyone has a little bit of that, but I, I can't think of a good one. And I feel like that's something I had a whole lot of when I was young and hmm. have, uh, yeah, just, just kind of grown into the grand and all consuming anxieties that just right. make you, uh, um, yeah, I drink myself to sleep is my answer. <laughs> As a kid, I remember, <laughs> I remember really sort of trying to avoid stepping on cracks as a kid. Not because I had actually internalized the notion that it would affect my mother's back health or anything, but just there was like, you know, about square foot tiles in the hallways in my elementary school. And then, you know, the sidewalks, you know, you got a line every two or three feet or mm-hmm. 30 inches, depending on the sidewalk. I, I definitely, I paid enough attention to it as a kid in sort of an offhand, my mind is wandering, but I'm going to watch where I'm stepping away, that like, that probably I didn't step on a, a crack in elementary school uh, any time in like the fourth or fifth grade. Hmm. And I, it wasn't like, I wasn't like, I was aware, like at some point I became aware that I was doing, I think like I sort of heard about OCD for the first time and, you know, got sort of interested in that idea and it, nothing like that. Cause there was no, there, there was no compulsive uh, angle to it that was like, you know, I feel, you know, badly if I don't do this, there was no obsessive thoughts about it. You know, it was just like, literally, I think to some extent I was a bored, weird kid mm-hmm. and, you know, not stepping on cracks was something I could do that required no specific social investment. So, you know, I could just like step carefully from tile to tile and, and there were colored tiles interspersed, like some orange and yellow tiles in with the more beige tile. So I would try and walk on those if I could. And, uh, and at some point I just sort of realized I was doing this and was like, that's kind of weird. But then I just sort of kept doing it anyway. And, uh, if I, if I was walking on the sidewalk and there were leaves in the fall, I would try and step on a leaf with every step, hmm. uh, you know, which was easy in some spots and not so easy in others. And then I just revert to not stepping on the cracks in between. Uh, but you know, that, you know, my thing with the cracks was, is when you, when your foot falls across a crack in the sidewalk, it feels different on the sole of your foot slightly than if you were sure. And I don't, maybe that's partly like, cause I know I'm stepping on a crack. I kind of feel like that part of my foot feels a little differently because it's like barefoot. Little, no, just even with shoes. This yeah. is, maybe this is something that's this, a, you, just this, me. You've got some, it like feels different to me when I, if, if, if I, <laughs> if my foot straddles a crack, it feels like I, I can feel on my foot where the crack is, but maybe that's not actually true. It, maybe it, I'm projecting it, it, that. I think it would depend on the shoes and the crack. But um, no, I think I, now that I now that I'm verbalizing this, I think that's probably I'm. Yeah, you may, I don't know that yeah, I would realize it if my eyes were closed. But because I do, it does feel yeah. different on the. Well, bottom, and that but, whole that whole. And so I never like, had yeah. a problem with stepping on a crack, except that it felt weird to step on a crack with just my right foot and never with my left foot. <laughs> so if I'm just stra- walking down the sidewalk and I step on two cracks in a row with my right foot, it'll feel weird. Like I need to. And I've like doubled back and stepped, or like and, st- and is that something you still have some, or yeah. is that just okay. yeah? I definitely do because uh, that's I mean, been that's a long again running. When, I mean, everything that you both of you are describing are things you know that I had as a child that you know just. Um, but you're and so I, I a, grown up now. I, <laughs> I am, what I'm saying is, I'm pretty much better than you guys. Right. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it was something that I can. I mean, I have a very visceral memory of that feeling that that you're describing but i just yeah has, has something i've 
I no longer have. Hmm. And uh, it's also something I, in an interesting way, kind of um, equate. I think, I mean, probably both of you guys are very, I mean, visually creative people. Or, I mean, are you, do you do yeah. visual stuff? And, and I think there is something with with that, with being a visually creative person. with kind of, with. Um, I think I'm sort of attending to those details as part of... Yeah, just being... looking at things and thinking about how they fit together. Hmm. Um, looking at, um, yeah, lo- looking at things and, and how you, how you fit in. Looking at um, and uh, so yeah, I mean, and, and and yeah, the walking on stuff that could speak to a sort of synesthetic thing, a sort of uh, like a sort of sensuous. Oh, sensuous. You're very sensual is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I knew um, we'd get there sooner yes. or later. I was going to say, like, like, like. I think uh, that's what I think. I oh, think, yeah. I think opening a beer. Um, let me let me add one last thing to the last thing do I it. said. When I say that it feels different in my – it feels like if, if I had a pebble in my shoe and I could kind of work it between my big toe and my second toe or something so that it wasn't actually hurt to step on it, it would still bug me that it was in my shoe. But if I had the same pebble in both shoes, it would bug me a lot less. Does that like make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, okay. I, I, and so I, that's like, what well, stepping well, on the crack is like. Yeah. When I do it with one foot, I just feel like I'm out of balance unless it's all, I also yeah. do it with the other foot in, um, in roughly the same place on my foot. I, I used to, I used to count like powers of two a lot as a kid, hmm. which falls into maybe the same sort of step on a crack and sense of balance things. Like I would just sort of count in my head during like weird idle moments or stressful moments, and like counting, I would always want to like hit a power of two because it felt like a nice solid pattern. So like, were you counting things you could see, or you would no just no be just like doing counting in my like head times tables like, in you know, your head counting sheep without sheep, right? You know, sort of like I'm just like sort of like almost a rhythmic thing, and like maybe that's part of me being a relatively musical kid was like I had a pretty good meter from a young age, partly because mm. I was constantly fucking counting fours and counting symmetrical bars of stuff in, in, in a sense. But yeah, I would just like, I got pretty good as a kid, like, you know, got up, you know, I would get up to like, you know, 1,024, 2,048, 4,096, uh, 91, 92, I think. After that, I, I my, my laziness eventually trumped. My weird obsessive doubling. Well, it's uh, interesting that you say laziness is what stops it because to me it it seems just intuitively, and this is not coming from any educational background in this area, but it seems that symptomatic of a mind that doesn't like to be idle or wants to have something to just be hamster wheeling about. Do you know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. And and so maybe a predisposition to... Not just wanting to relax and not think about things, well, but rather just yeah. always be kind of chewing on some problem. Or and the way you're describing things, it also sounds like it's all very pattern based. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's that thing where you know, the, I mean, you, your mind can, um, yeah, yeah, just love to get into those patterns and cycle and cycle. And um, um, I mean, for me, I'm not a very, I'm not a very rhythmic person, and I'm, you know. Um, it's always been more about yeah the, those kind of thoughts are more about fitting things together than uh, holding a pattern. Um, yep, a little too drunk to finish that thought. <laughs> well, I was going to say uh, uh, I had one. This is this is something that remains contemporary with me very much, and it's it's sort of a, a weird, vague, vapors one. But I was trying to convey this uh, to my wife actually, sort of recently. I think I was trying to sort of explain why I had a sort of irrational reaction to some 
some chore related stuff really like i've always hated dusting hmm. uh like like uh, my mom when i was a kid for a number of years she was uh cleaning houses as just like a freelance house cleaner and so sometimes we'd end up going along and helping out to whatever extent we were i think i was not a very helpful helper um, <laughs> but you know i was like you know uh eight nine ten eleven i wasn't uh didn't have a whole lot of that whole personal responsibility thing going on. It was mostly like, do they have video games? If they do, can I play them? No, I can't because it's someone else's house, but I really want to. So basically, I would spend the whole time trying to figure out whether and how I could play someone else's video games uh, instead of, like, you know, vacuuming. Um, but anyway, so we do things like vacuum and dust and, and, you know, clean the windows, clean the bathroom, you know, various things that might take place in house cleaning. And I, I think I developed from a very young age an aversion specifically in particular to dusting. Mm. Dusting always struck me as like the dumbest shit in the world. <laughs> and I don't know if I have this sort of aversion because of that childhood formative experience or if that childhood experience was just the first thing to really reveal this aversion. But what I feel like it comes down to is I tend to really mentally kind of resent and dislike tasks that involve moving something from one place to another and then back again shortly thereafter. And dusting, that's all you fucking do. You pick shit up and dust under it, or you move some stuff over foot, and you dust and move it back. Like, like dusting, dusting is the process. Like, if you're doing it right, like if you're dusting a mantle, you can't just sort of fritter the fucking dust bunny, the dust, you know, rag around the things on the mantle. You want to get the mantle clean. You don't want to leave a fucking circle of dust around the edge where you didn't get it because you were being a fucker. So you pick things up, you move them. <laughs> And you dust and you get the mantle clean and you dust the things off maybe and you put them back down. That's 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 pro dusting. That's how you fucking get dusting done. Right. If but you're not a so, fucker. Yeah, if you're not a fucker, <laughs> don't be a fucker. But uh but it's still it's the shittiest thing in the world. It's like I'm gonna move this thing over there and I'm gonna dust and move it back and move this thing over there, and I'm gonna move it back. And I, I've sort of realized that like to some extent this I don't know how much of this is a stretch or not because it's hard to analyze it really lucidly, especially once you start trying to deal with it like an adult who realizes it's dumb. But but I feel like this applies to a lot of things that like maybe I dislike more than there's any reason for me to dislike because it's like they're not difficult. They aren't even time-consuming, but it's like it involves fucking changing something and then changing it right back. Hmm. Why didn't you just fucking leave it where it was? Why are we doing that? You know, it's like – and I feel like I, I have that issue – on various scales with things it's like the we're doing this but we just have to fucking do it again and nothing has been accomplished except for briefly forestalling a certain level of undesirability about its state but we're just going to get right back it's it's a weird thing and so right but isn't that laundry dishes oh yes it's all of those we have a dishwasher that came with this house and i I never would have bought a dishwasher for myself probably out of the blue because I was raised washing dishes and you just wash dishes and I sort of made my peace with it to some extent, but it was still a tedious chore that I couldn't fucking stand. Hmm. There was a dishwasher here and oh my fucking God, dishwashers are the best things in the world because you didn't have to do any of that shit. You just sort of put the dishes in, you know, and, and maybe do a little bit of pre-rinsing or scraping or whatever. And then it does all that tedious bullshit and I'm so happy. I would pay like 10 times what a dishwasher is worth because it is worth it. Hmm. Laundry is not so bad because there's not so much of a volume, but uh, I've really, it's taken a few years of getting kind of zen about folding laundry, and even then I'm kind of bad about it and tend to put it off. So, yeah, no, it's it's all of those things. It's like I, and I really, I don't know how to sort out, do I resent chores because I had to do a bunch of extra chores as a kid because 
we didn't have money and so my mom was cleaning houses just to scrape up a little extra income or do I resent chores because I've got some weird lazy fixation in my head where I just don't like moving things you know it's like I don't know if there's any sort of causal link there but uh but I definitely know it's all fucking wrapped up in some (laughs) big twine of my brain that I don't know how to unravel exactly so I just bring the loose blower in to do the dusting (laughs) Fucking leaf blowers, man. <laughs> but I, uh, you know, live in a van full of garbage, so. <laughs> Where's it down by? It's down in Ukiah Town. We've had some Ukiah on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, so, so are you a Ukiah kid originally as well? I was, yeah. I pretty much grew up in Ukiah. Went to Ukiah High. Met uh, Jesse there. I think you've had other Jesse on this show? Yes, yes. Wait, this Jesse's other... Jesse. Yes. Yes. I don't know if we yeah. Got into which Jesse's other Jesse. Our, our Jesse. No, I don't <laughs> think that we got into which Jesse was yes. other Jesse. This one's the, this. I this think I'm. Not, the main I think Jesse. I'm other. Je- I'm the secondary <laughs> Jesse, and um, at least at, at the but, time that this. But we had a lot of Jesses. We had yes. we had certainly our share of Jesses. There's um, a lot of Jesses. You know, Jesse's slang for like wimp or pansy in the UK. I did. So if you say we, I, I've known a lot of Jesses in my life, mm-hmm. you're saying like I've known a lot of wimpy people. Wimpy guys, for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. What you guys that, are bad. What say you about can... Jesse's Girl? What's that? Is Jesse's Girl? Uh-huh. Is that a song about a girl who has a beard then? Or what's the... Well... What's happening? <laughs> Jesse's Girl! <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I don't I know. Heard... I, I didn't really have anywhere to go with that. I was There's just hoping a... <laughs> someone else would pick it up and... <laughs> Run the fucking ball. Right. I hope uh, someone else will make my joke for me because I'm too lazy. I'll just put that joke there and then I'll put it right back where it started inside my brain. And then I'll feel resentful about it. You know what was good when you did a cover of Jesse's Girl except the lyrics were Jesse's mom. I played that for Aaron. That's been actually stuck in my head all day. (laughs) (laughs) That was fantastic. That whole, oh, yeah. I like your brother. She's a nice lady. Here's she is a nice lady. We only listened to the first... Me and Aaron only listened to the first half of the episode, so we we didn't get to the part where she told us that the entire world is fucked. Yes. Yeah, Which I so. enjoyed that. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I, can, I can imagine your mother telling <laughs> me that the entire world was fucked. I think it's happened. Just so I can button it up, I, I feel like the, I, I wanted to touch on my most recent neuro- development in the neuro- scheme of... Uh, relatively harmless neuroses i hope neurosis isn't a demeaning or offensive way of putting it i uh, i used to call these ocd quirks and i i think neurosis is probably better there are probably people who are like you know what i mean there there, there are there's probably a grounds for us using neurosis loosely and Mm non-academically and and in sort of like a pop diagnostic fashion that that may drive people but i think it's probably at least it has the advantage of being general and uh, at least proportionally mild compared to a lot of yeah. you know, definitely better than saying OCD. Yeah, I think right. I said yeah. that earlier. Let me tell you, nobody. No, no. you said. I mean, you said it when you were, when you were talking about OCD, the condition. You mm-hmm. were in. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I definitely have compared. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Me too. It's. I mean, it, that's, a, that was a, how a, you described this sort of thing. It's for a really most common pop culture yeah. And look, um, I've actually on Metafilter heard from a couple different people who are members of the site who actually legitimately, you know 
uh, suffer from OCD, saying, you know, I really think it's kind of bullshit when people call shit OCD. Oh, like that. Yeah, and it's like, and it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's true, it is, and it's hard. And basically, we're, we try to be supportive but set expectations because, on the one hand, it is dumb and bullshit that people use specific actual diagnostic terms to refer to like weird little quirks. Yeah, I mean, I'm di- diagnosed uh, ADHD, so that's certainly. <laughs> yeah, so you, you, know, you like, certainly know plenty of people like, so oh ADD man, I'm so ADD right now. Woo, I just. But so, yeah, but at the same time it's like what do you say because you, you can't really say that's bullshit and people can't do that anymore because like you're fighting a whole tide of idiom and sort of like well hopefully people will be sensitive it's okay to mention it yeah, politely when it comes up and you're kind of a dick yeah you know so <laughs> right. it's fine people might think you're kind of a dick right yeah, you are it's the thing anyway now that i've totally derailed right thing uh jesse can I call so, you other Jesse? Can I call you other, you other Jesse? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Let's get that going up here. We That's can, fine. Yeah. Whatever. I can always be secondary to some other Jesse, right? I mean, if we're talking about podcasting, Jesse Thorne might be the. F- that's right. We got to bring it back. I got to. Yeah, that's it. I got to take it down back. tonight. So one of the ways my brain is an idiot and I hate it. Um, I uh, you know my job takes me to a lot of I I. I go between Oregon and Washington and I visit the 10 stores that my company owns and um, I stay in hotels a lot and I'll like get to a hotel late at night and I'll just want to go to sleep but what I'll do is I'll turn the TV on and calibrate the TV and then I'll turn it off again and go to sleep. <laughs> what, what, what sort of calibration is involved? Just like make because sure the aspect ratio up. is right? The aspect ratio is the yeah, big that's, one. That's the biggie. That's the big one. Yeah. But like sharpness is turned to 60 or some fucking bullshit. First of all, sharpness should be at zero on every TV everywhere under all circumstances. FYI. <laughs> but the colors are all fucked up. The aspect ratio, like you said, is the big one. The, um, uh, I mean, it just, I, I mean, I can live with color balance, contrast, saturation, aspect ratio, and just stopping there. Right, I don't get too far into tint. I don't get too far into tuning individual color levels. Usually, I have to reverse engine because they're using you. They're giving you some bullshit like universal remote that's not the one that came with the TV because they want <laughs> right. you. They figure they're going to lose it, so they want to buy the cheapest remotes for every room. So I have to figure out what button maps to menu on whatever shitty TV they right, have, right, and right. what button men- maps to back and stuff. So it's a whole bit of a chore, but like it's honestly something that bugs me until i do it and it whether i'm whether or not i'm planning on watching the tv which is usually i'm not i calibrate it before i go to sleep eventually though i'll have calibrated every tv at every hotel in america <laughs> and then i won't have to fucking worry about this it. will well, save you yeah, no, in the long run because <laughs> the tv certainly <laughs> exactly i swear to god that's my i feel like process. having known you for most of your life <laughs> but that's basically how you deal with your life <laughs> That's eventually exactly right. I, um, I never would have thought to put it that way, but never that's exactly try right. And, uh, they're <laughs> never going to update these TVs mm-hmm. as long as we finally download every music video in 720. Right. <laughs> you'll have the collection for the rest of your life and not have to deal with it again. Right. I feel like this yeah. sort of thing is the makings of like a modern mythology. Cause like, you know, you look back at like Greek mythology and there's, there's all the biggie stuff that people know about, like the, the big gods and, and some of the famous stories, but there's a lot of weird bullshit. There's just like, Oh yeah. And that time that Zeus, 
Turned it's, into it's a duck and fucked some lady, and Hera got angry and turned it into a tree. One of Hercules' minor tasks, like yeah. after he had to clean out the stables, <laughs> yeah, he so just had to fix every TV. There's a lot of weird little, like, bullshitty minor minor B-plots in, in Greek mythology. And I think, like, modern mythology could be the same way, where it's like, like that's sort of like the Sisyphean's tale of the guy who had to calibrate the hotel televisions. Like, and every time he'd go to another tel- like like hotel, he'd have to calibrate the televisions. Like, roll that boulder up the hill again. You know, you know what's occurred to me, though, is that... Um, you got to make sure the aspects ratio is right. Otherwise, it's going to be real lopsided over it, and that's even harder. That's a to, tougher boulder yeah. to roll up the hill. I yeah. agree. It's a hard boulder to roll. You're going to piss people off with the aspect ratio because they just want the whole screen filled up. Usually, <sighs> you can get... I feel like this is, this is what we're <laughs> on for the Another of the episode, part of the seriously. problem, though, is the cable box that's being fed from or whatever source is being fed from needs its own shit fixed, <laughs> and you have no control over that. So you're usually making the best of a bad situation occasionally you can get it so it's just like well when i turn off overscan and put it in the right aspect ratio i don't lose any information and it fills the screen why didn't they just do it in the first fucking place i don't know whatever people installing these <laughs> i have no idea what's important in life um <laughs> the uh but my point about sisyphus uh, with whom I identify a lot in a lot of ways. Grooming. Uh, you know, the name, in the UK, the name Jessifus actually stands um, for Sisyphus. Is that, uh, I, you know, I've yet to come to a hotel room, turn on the TV, and just be like, oh, someone did this already. Good. No, no sweat. Well, you, you have, have a yet to have a specific version of this, so I'm not well, really surprised. Anything. I mean, it's the, where it's not just a travesty. <laughs> um,. But someday I may get to the point where that happens. And the reason that may happen is because Sisyphus didn't have a podcast. And if I can enroll a legion of people to fix the TVs in their hotel rooms and reach our enormous, unspeakably large audience for this podcast and uh, get them on board with this task, then maybe finally I can have some... call it a movement. Maybe I can have some peace in my life. There we go. Well, there we go. Now we've got got a whole life I call upon you, the listener. I'm breaking the fourth wall to uh, call upon the listener. You need to stare over there and point. uh, As far as they knew I was, was, right? Yeah. I knew you weren't. And they could hear it in my voice. They could hear a lack of sincerity if I'd endorsed that. Um. Yeah, let's fix all the TVs in the world, and then I can be okay with my life. Also, Uh, the iTunes review. Step one, iTunes review. Step two, fix a TV. Yeah. Um, No, it's really interesting to me, actually, because I really do feel strongly about the aspect ratio, but everything else I'm pretty much just going to let slide because, like, I don't give a fuck. Um, Very much. I'm usually going to be watching terrible TV. And bring my laptop Yes, that's there's there's a no. I watch TV on my laptop. I bring my mm-hmm. laptop with me, but I, knowing the TV is there and fucked up means I need to fix it and then turn it off and then watch TV on my laptop. <laughs> that really is kind of super it doesn't right and uh-huh. right. But at least I mean you're doing it's a service. See, I enjoy I, I enjoy the so. serendipity of the actual TV. Whereas leaving beard clippings on the floor of my <laughs> office is not so much a service. As just I, w- a, I was going to ask you about the beard clippings because <laughs> you're now in a relationship. Um, so girls hate beard ha- is, is that going to, is that, is that going to ruin it for you? The, the clipping is, I don't know what you mean by ruin it. I mean, I, I, <laughs> what I do is you're going to hit you. Like, you, <laughs> I mean, I've just been in the room with you while you're clipping your beard and I don't have to live with you. Right. I just want to make you feel a little more. 
<laughs> Self-conscious about Okay, this. well, that's working. All right. Um, what I usually do is I find the hair between two fingers of my left hand, mm-hmm. and then I take the scissors in my right hand, and I clip just that one hair. I know. So I... when it's freed from my face, it's between my fingers, and I can reach over and drop it into the garbage uh-huh. can. Well, I don't mean the hairs being places. I just mean the entire process. Oh, being, I'm just saying I've being seen a movie weird with and you. gross, right? <laughs> that, that's usually a matter of compromise in a relationship. You know, you sort of yeah, it's, it's probably one of several thousand things <laughs> that someone in a relationship with me has to deal with that I don't even notice they're having to put up with well, and, and are putting up with as relationships progress. That will you know they'll get dealt with you know one way or the other, mm-hmm. one way or the other. <laughs> if nothing else, it will just be a known thing. Well, I mean seriously, I mean I I've got all kinds of like you know weird dumb habits that uh you know i've been uh we've been married like uh 10 ish years you and i yeah yeah me and jesse have been married 10 years uh i don't know why you didn't start this podcast sooner it's like it seems like it would have been a natural extension of our relationship but uh, right but no no me and my wife have been married for like a uh, about 10 years now and you know we're together for uh another four years before that you know and and so there were things that were just like, I'm sure, like just quirky things about me at the start of that, that at this point are sort of known things that maybe we've sort of talked about. It's <laughs> like, eh, that's sort of weird or annoying or gross or eh, maybe not so much. And, you know, and, and some of it's stuff that's like, oh, you know, I re- never really thought about that. I could, you know, change that. And someone's just like, I'm just going to keep burping. You know, I'm going to be slightly more thoughtful <laughs> about the when and the where of it and not, you know, like aim it at you. But uh, I'm a lifelong burper. I'm, I'm just going to burp. It's it's how it works. And, uh, you know, it's uh, so, yeah, I feel like you know, these things, they just sort of assert themselves over time as sort of a matter of inevitability. Okay. You know, it's going to at least come up. So if she hasn't said anything about the weird shit with your beard, you guys are going to talk about it eventually, probably. That's all I'm going to say. But I also wanted to say yeah. that technically she, uh, if you are going to posit the existence of a typical Judeo-Christian God, uh, <laughs> is therefore a child of God. And so is oh. everyone else with the same name as her, which means they're all Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, damn. Oh, damn it. <laughs> That's not in the DMV, but I'm the DMV, the DS, uh. DSM, <laughs> the DMV. You know, I thought you were trying to bridge this to the car thing. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I'm just failing to name the uh, the psychological diagnostic manual. D uh, DSM, the DSM five. I think nothing you can say will make this hurt less. Diagnostic statistical manual. We could keep digging. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, Is it a good so time for a break? Let's take a quick break. We'll be let's right take back. a quick break. I didn't say we were going to be right back last time, so I'm going to say it like twice now. Okay. So. I hope that's a promise to our listeners. Oh, it's a promise. All right. We're going to be right back. We're going to be right back. A fictional person. Pod. Really good question. Pod. Not a real person. Pod. Pod. You didn't really think it through, did you? Pod. Pod. Did you? Pod. Pod. Did you? Did you? Did you? Pod. Pod. Hey, guys. Welcome back to our totally unedited podcast. Thanks, Aaron. Not cutting anything out here. Not a thing. Certainly not multiple takes. Certainly didn't try and come back several times and then Jesse threw a big fit. What? <laughs> what? 
that's such a revisionist history bullshit. Now I wish you'd left those in so <laughs> oh, people now would know you see, that you're making now that up. You see, now you see why we don't edit. Now you see the danger inherent in taking a sensorial approach to recording history. Well, I think it's Only different. if you're going to be a huge liar about it. Do we Someone's going to be. Issue? Someone's going to be. What, what are we going to no, say? Oh, you the know, live edit is different. I think it's <laughs> what how it should work out is someone just gets to come in. Like, uh, you know, the next week and edit out all the smart things I said and make me look dumb. Wait, that, is that, that how you do it? That's probably what happened, yeah. It, I can't tell I, if I'm I, sick burning I you forgot what I'm mad about, but I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about video I, games. I, I like video games. <laughs> You're making a video game right now, is that I am, I am, I am. Hold on, I have a segue from the last conversation oh, okay. to video games. Everybody so rewind, it, right? rewind. Yeah. So just go ahead and stop recording again, <laughs> and I'll come in with that. Okay. Um, and we're back. All right, everyone, <laughs> welcome to the drunk part of the show. One of the things you were talking about when you were talking about neuroses, Josh, is um, being in other people's houses when you had to help clean house. Yes. And one of the things that you were fixated on while you were in the house was wanting to play their video games. Yes. And I know that feeling. And I know that feeling because every time I was around video games as a young person, I wanted to be playing them. I never had a video game system when I was young, but I was if I was good or did really well in school, I would get to rent a Nintendo from the video store and rent one video game and play it for you know twenty four or forty eight hours, depending. Yeah. Um, so that was like a big. I mean, that was reward. You know, part of my brain being engaged. Um, but that also led to weird um, antisocial thought patterns when I was that <laughs> age, including what was a recurring fantasy that every human being but me on Earth would disappear <laughs> one day, and I could you walk could to the video, store, the video store <laughs> and take every video game and a Nintendo and for some reason walk back to my house... <laughs> I always felt that that and was a common in. and normal fantasy, but... I'm glad that at least the two of us share it, Josh. Was this one that ever occurred to you? No, I would just actually sneak around while people were still alive and play video <laughs> games is what I would do. Uh, in your no, fantasies no, I, or in real life? No, no, in real life. Like, I, I, oh, okay. I feel like I almost... I, but in your fantasy world, you could trigger... Uh, uh, all of humanity nuclear holocaust and kill everybody yeah, you know, and I, then you get all the video I, honestly why didn't you I, go that far i don't think that was one of my childhood fantasies like oh, i'm not okay. judging it because like that's that's a couple of that's at least one really great episode of uh the twilight zone for example uh finally there's time enough to read for the bookish uh right time enough to last i think but yeah. then it turns all the cards are dusty well, then, uh, he, he, well, yes, yes. You have to, right, blow <laughs> no, every no. cartridge and it just doesn't yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> oh, that terrible red blinking light on your desk. No, what I would do is, like, uh, before I got a NES as a kid, uh, I had uh, some cousins who had video games. And so we would go over to their house. And they had, they had like, an above-ground pool and a trampoline. So, you know, they had some pretty good activities. So you just had still your cousins all died. Uh, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> we would be over there for some That's fa- pretty morbid, really. We'd be there for some, like, family function. It might be, like, a family party. It might be, like, you know, Super Bowl Sunday even, you know, whatever. But I really just wanted to be playing their fucking NES. Uh, I think they were the ones who introduced me to the Nintendo Entertainment System at, like, the age of... Uh, seven, and it was fucking revelatory. Like I, we, I'd had access to like Pong and an Atari Twenty Six Hundred before, and they were good too. And I'd come across video games at arcades, but none of them had that sort of 
something about the Nintendo was like when it mm-hmm. became a oh, truly yeah. magnificent thing. The Super Mario Brothers was the most amazing. The music was there. Fucking that was thing. A big part. The music was the good. The graphics were good. There. Yeah, um, you know, it really—it's the system it, where the shit came together, yeah. and it was huge for me. And so we would go over there, and I would sneak away from whatever the family gathering was to whoever's room the Nintendo was currently living in. At one point, it was uh, my guy cousin's room, and then it was in my girl cousin's room. Whatever room, I would figure out where it was. I would go there and I'd play, and eventually. One of my parents would come and find me, like, "Hey, you gotta come be social," and I'd be like, "Okay," and then I'd like, you know, let ten minutes pass, and then I'd fucking sneak. Cause like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm seven years old. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy the company of older people. I'm going, oh yeah, tell me more about accounting. Tell me about your football game. I give a fuck because I'm seven, and this means nothing to me. What are you thinking? The best possible outcome here is me sitting quietly and playing the fucking Nintendo. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it was dumb, you know? I'm actually kind of getting angry in retrospect now. At the time, I felt guilty because I knew I was doing a bad thing. But now, no. Let me go play the fucking Nintendo. Let me bring my brother. He'll play too. Neither of us will set anything on fire. It'll be great, you know? Uh, it's the other cousin-based... Uh... Yeah, you know, it's like, it's not like we got up to good, so particularly. Like, when I jump on a trampoline, stuff. I might break my neck. When I play the video game, someone might be like, oh, hey, where's your son? Who fucking, you know, he's playing a video game. Jesus fucking Christ. Right, he's being indoctrinated into Satan's Legion yeah. via video games from Japan. Exactly. So, right. I, I don't know. I don't even know where I was going with this. I just suddenly, I'm having some really powerful <laughs> sense memories about being seven. And eventually, I got my own nest. I think, well, I think there was, like, Get a media backlash against video games because oh, I can't well, playing video it, games. It wasn't that. Right? Well, I mean, it may have been that. Maybe that was what was informing the stupid adults who were stopping me from playing. But I think it was mostly just a social thing. But oh, I was okay. going to someone's house, and instead of spending time hanging out with my cousins, I was sneaking into their bedroom. Eventually, this got better once one of my cousins realized that he liked video games as well, and that we could play two-player games. And then we'd both go to his room and uh, you know just play so NHL '94 for hours, and it was great because we'd be like, hey, let's play this really stupid hockey situation out. It'll be fun. So, I mean, we're, we're of the only generation that will have grown up not really knowing that video games existed yeah. until an age in which we discovered they existed, and then they did. Right? It's not that video games haven't existed before we knew about them, but they weren't pervasive. In yeah, the way I, that I feel are. like I have a pretty consistent memory of having seen arcade games and being fascinated with them throughout my lifetime you know i was born in 79 and i feel like there never was a time where you could go out that's an interesting Hmm. point is i think well arcades definitely got a run Mm -hmm. up early on it and i would say like probably anybody but torn (laughs) anybody but torn between between but torn herbert the dop uh I always think it's going to be funny to continue intentionally fucking up what I'm saying. And then I just realized, I'm just being an asshole. I'm just sitting here killing time, making dumb noises. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, I feel like maybe people be torn. God, (laughs) what the fuck? This is where we're really glad to not be editing. People people born between... You're welcome, the listener. Like, 73 and 83 are maybe the prime people for this sort of, like, age of awareness of the nascency of video games as a growing industry during their core childhood. But I mean, and I was so aware because I grew up without, we didn't have electricity, I believe until I was eight. And then we had like a 12 volt lamp. Right. You know, we were like kerosene lamp kind of people. And so, you know, I obviously have just, you know, 
have a crazy addiction to dabbling in any new technology I see immediately. And uh, I'd never made that connection either. But yeah, I, I mean, I think it was I was younger than oh, eight when it happened. But I grew up just, just literally not, in a yeah, place with that, no electricity, that no exposure. Is this is this a yeah. Ukiah thing, or is this like the outskirts of Ukiah thing? I mean, this yeah. is one of the reasons that me and the Aaron people kind in of Ukiah each other right away probably hated our parents. Yeah. Our parents came in and ruined their good, the good thing they had going with their hippie ways. That seems like, why didn't we talk about that for the whole hour? <laughs> I don't know. What are we talking about? The, I sort the, of lost the your, thread Your parents here. apparently gentrifying or destroying the hippie free love movement of Ukiah, California in the mid to late 70s. Now we were, I think our parents or, were the part of the back to the land movement that was... That no, was no the, they were the destroying um, the... Uh, just, just good old boy network that used to be there. Um, Ukiah was a pretty, I mean, it's still a genuinely quite redneck place, but uh, Ukiah in the early 70s, before everyone from the Bay Area started migrating, was, uh, you know, just kind of a good old boy logging town. Oh, so your parents were like the hippies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I misunderstood. <laughs> I thought your parents were like right, that's somehow why encroaching confused. from the rural outskirts on the hippie mecca that was Ukiah. And I was trying to figure out how that worked. Like, were your parents, like, weird, <laughs> like, you know, like like pro-technologists who are trying to prove the value of technology by not having any while living in the rural outskirts of a hippie enclave to prove that even then the, like, John Galti power of technology would suffuse into... I had a really sort of apparently <laughs> elaborate... Completely imaginary take on it. Okay, so your parents were the filthy hippies who were fucking it up for they the certainly good, were. good old American values of, of rural <laughs> conservative Ukiah, California. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was a strong culture clash in the early 80s, <laughs> to put it mildly. Yep. Thing, thing well, that out. came to a stop. So, uh, video <laughs> let's, games. Let's make sure we, we don't edit about... out that gap. Yeah, there. let's video uh... games. So, Josh, you are, I believe, making a video I am, game. I am, I am working on a, a, a the very, very early stages of a cookie clicker inspired uh, game about lumber. Okay. Um, Before you describe that game, can you tell me the guy who made Cookie Clicker? Do we need to explain what Cookie Clicker is? Because we do have listeners. I'm sure okay, we've all so, forgotten so, that so, at this point. So, so for the listener, if you don't know what Cookie Clicker is, it's a specific type of browser-based uh, so-called idle game. It's a game where you play it some and then you leave it running in a browser tab for an hour or overnight. And then you come back and you've got a bunch more money in Cookie Clicker. It's cookies, which is wonderful. And then you can spend that to buy more stuff to make more cookies faster. And Cookie Clicker came around after Candy Box, right? Yes, it was inspired by Candy Box, which is also wonderful and one has of some wonderful absurdity in its own right. games in the last couple of years. Yes. Are one of yes. my favorite experiences with the video game. Yes, Candy Box was wonderfully <laughs> subversive. Cookie Clicker is somewhat less subversive, but I have a abiding affection for it. <laughs> like, I played Candy Box over the period of a day or two. I've been playing Cookie Clicker nonstop since sometime in, like, Q3 of 2013. Uh, I've got 151,000 heavenly cookies and, uh, I'm due for a reset cause I've doubled my lifetime, uh, production. Um, so before you actually say the thing you were going to say and talk about your game, can I just break in and, um, ask you all about frog fractions? Too? Oh, 
Oh, Frog Fractions 2 specifically? Mm-hmm. Well, we can start with Frog Fractions 1. It does well, seem the natural starting point. Because Frog Fractions 1, is, is, it feels like uh, an extension of exactly what I thought was so wonderful about Candy Box and Cookie Clicker. Yeah, um, I think... Yeah, particularly candy. Just that discovery that there's yeah. a game beyond where you think there's a Yeah, the a game. willingness to completely upset the notion of the game that you thought you were learning how to um, play. But have you all been... I mean, listeners, just go play Frog Fractions. Yeah. And Google pretend Frog we, Fractions. Pretend we didn't say anything about it. Turn, turn this yeah, off yeah, before yeah, you seriously. hear anything else and just... Uh, 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 yeah, well, we're going to say... You're going to pause the podcast right after we finish saying, go Google Cookie Clicker. Pause the podcast it. like three minutes ago before we said any of this. And go Google Frog Fractions <laughs> and play it. And then and then come back. You know, pause the pause. podcast near the beginning and then delete yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fold the podcast into the shape of a swan. <laughs> set it in a bowl filled with a, 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 a dry Chardonnay. Spin it. And then... Uh, and then burn the house down. Uh, yes. Yeah. But I'm an ordinary guy. <laughs> frog Fractions too. Um, had a Kickstarter <laughs> recently, and one of the rules of the Kickstarter is... Wait, are we not going to describe Frog Fractions 1 now? That it, we it, it, it's a weird pause? game that I changes think... direction several times, and you should go play it. Let's we just leave we it should, yeah. you, shouldn't know, know. you should definitely it, not know that it changes directions. <laughs> it's a very good game about well, you, a frog that does fractions on a little... I, I would say the one thing you should know is that it does change directions, but we don't want to tell you anything more. Just if, if nothing else, nope. if, if, be if sure you find not yourself... To know that. <laughs> If you're, I kind of agree with Aaron because the way the the way I was introduced to it was like keep playing it, well, but, but not the, keep playing it because it changes. This is what I want to say. This yeah, is what on. I want to say is I don't think it's spoiling the spirit of the thing to say it changes. And I know a lot of people who played Frog Fractions until they got sick of moving the frog left and right, <laughs> and they never. Oh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> Maybe try moving the frog down at some point. That's all turn, I'm going to say. Turn this off now. But but leave but us alone. that's if you're if you're just moving the frog left and right, and you're like, this is bullshit. Just try moving them down, and that's all. Unsubscribe from this podcast before <laughs> yeah. this episode comes. File out. file file an abuse complaint with iTunes <laughs> just about this podcast. The next time you see me, and then build a time machine. <laughs> travel back to before we started taping this podcast. And murder at least one of us. Right. Okay. Um, so, so moving, Frog Fractions moving 2. On. Frog Fractions 2 <laughs> recently had a successful Kickstarter. <laughs> um, and I don't know if either of you are following this. Yeah, I'm, I, a, I'm, a, loosely, I'm a funder loosely. on Kickstarter. Um, I funded it, but I haven't checked recently. It was, it was released into the wild maybe three weeks ago. And it's going to exist as something somewhere. And it will not be released to the backers until the jig is up. The jig is up. Right. So I'm just, you guys, Frog Fractions 2 is out there. It might be just like some bullshit Steam Greenlight game. It might be a website about hot dogs. We don't know. We won't know until the jig is, in fact, up. Get that I'm jig excited. up. I'm excited. Up that jig. Up jigger. I, I feel like someone without a background in frog fractions <laughs> has no idea what you're saying i feel like i'm There's, helping the cause okay it's, all right yeah, it's, it's well, uh, that's all right then it's a difficult thing i mean if you're to... being deliberately oblique or opaque what's the word i'm looking for i'm gonna for? go up both work obtuse. Obtuse. all right well what's a, josh what's obtuse. oblique mean oblique uh, 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 uh in a literal sense an oblique 
an oblique angle would be an angle coming from yeah, basically coming a sharp from side. The wrong yeah. direction to um, so a, 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 Opaque, a sharp but, uh, no an acute angle, a figuratively acute angle. But so. if I'm obtuse, I'm just a little drunk and having trouble. Okay. Yeah. Well, well or, or, or you're being, you're stalling argumentatively. So, like, if you're being obtuse, you're intentionally failing to draw an inference uh, that should be. I'm, I'm hardly ever intentionally obtuse. It's well, it yeah, comes you can, naturally. You to can me. accidentally be obtuse too, but I feel like obtuse as an insult really works best when you're trying to not just accuse someone of arguing poorly, but also indicting their argumentative integrity. And that's how I know what you do for a living. <laughs> <laughs> Website moderation, everybody. <laughs> the secret is everybody's a fucker. <laughs> Oh, and you hardly ever leave that as a moderation comment. <laughs> you really can't. You can't say that. Uh, you, you, you can just sort of let it be felt. You know, but the strongest tool I feel I have in my belt is like clenched teeth politeness. Mm-hmm. Like when I can make it clear how hard I'm trying to be polite, <laughs> that I, I feel like makes a better point than when I actually just lose my shit. And every once in a while I do, like I never like lose, lose my shit. Like I, I, I have never and I will never go on some crazy, oh my <laughs> fucking God, you people, what is your you know, sort of rant. But every once in a while, I'll just be like, seriously, that is fucked shit, and no, no, fuck There have been shit, moments where, where you've stepped in in the defense of another moderator that just oh. felt like you were a little bit off script, where it's just like, hey, guess what, fucker? That person's working their <laughs> ass off to make this a place where you can say sh- dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, like that. that's one of the few I, things I think that I gets remember me, like, legitimately angry. Yeah. One just... Fuck you! That you got to get off. <laughs> I, 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 just, I distinctly remember. God. I distinctly remember a fuck you from um, 2008. I think I might even be. I might know which one it is. <laughs> it was. Uh, there was a. Obama had just given a big speech. This was during the run up to the 2008 election, and he just given the big speech. You know the one I'm talking about because it was historic and changed everything forever, <laughs> which was core to the argument that this whole thing was about. It was. It was a pretty good speech. It was. A, People, at the time, people compared it to like JFK's speech about his Catholicism, um, where Obama was talking about like, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, I'm a, I, I, I'm I'm a Christian and I'm a black man, and uh, uh, I you know have this unique American experience." Look, that was my best Obama impression. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so he gave this speech. It was a good speech. It was mostly with hand gestures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You really gotta you gotta be able to watch this. Creep through the fourth wall and, and, and see. Video podcasts is definitely... God, who would sit through that? I don't understand people who watch Howard Turn, Stern's like video of his show even. And he's like a professional entertainer. But it's still mm. like, they're just sitting there. It's just fucking <laughs> Howard Stern sitting there in his fucking sunglasses talking into a mic. Why would you watch that? Why would that be what you're doing with your eyeballs for an hour or whatever the fuck? Um, anyway, what was I talking about? Uh... Um, you were angry at a man in yes, yes. So, so, so Obama gives a speech, and it's a pretty good speech. Uh, but someone makes a post about it on a Metafilter. It's basically like, "Oh, hey, Obama gave a great speech," and that's a shitty post for Metafilter. <laughs> like, "Hey, there was this good speech, and here's some critical thought about it, and here's a couple essays, blah blah blah." That'd be great. Like, you know, give it 24 fucking hours for people to react, and like link to the transcript of the speech or the video of the speech, and uh, and a couple good pieces about it. But just be like, hey, that was a really good speech. That's No, that's a shitty post. Go post that on your blog. Go post it on Twitter if Twitter had existed at the time, which it didn't, I don't think. Uh, so that's a bad moderation comment. Yeah, so this, again, again, if you're listening and you're trying to learn about moderation, this is the wrong uh, no time podcast travel. to listen to. 
Listen to the Twitter's, Metaverse podcast. Twitter's here now. Um, so someone makes a post about it, and me or someone else deletes it because it's like a shitty post, and someone else makes a post about it, uh, and it's an equally shitty post because it's, again, people are just like, oh, my God, I'm really excited Well, because they didn't see the first post. They don't know. Yeah, well, yeah. No, it's not like, <laughs> you, fuck you, buddy. It's just like, well, I'm also going to delete this one. So then there was a meta talk thread uh, about, hey, can't we have a post about this speech? And we talked about it. It was like, well, you know, it's it may be a good speech, but think about what makes a good meta filter post and step away from like feeling specifically excited about meta filter is not a breaking news blog. Yeah, right. exactly. We're not we're not uh, dibs on having been there firsties when right. history happened. It's like you know, make a post if there's something to make a post out of good links on something interesting on the web rather than just saying, hey, a thing happened and I'm really stoked about the current political climate in the United States. Um, which, boy, that was some optimism right there in any case. But the point is someone makes this post, someone else makes this post, we delete them because they don't really fit the posting guidelines. Someone makes a meta talk post on the section of the site to talk about the site to say, hey, this, this speech is a big deal and someone's going to make a post. Why can't we just have a post? And we talked it out and then... And then uh, I went off to a, like, barbecue or something, and everybody else – this was before we had full-time. Someone was always really on the clock uh, on Metafilter. And uh, so, like, we were all distracted for an hour or two, and someone else made the post. And they made the post, and they didn't do a particularly good job of it, but, like, an hour and a half went by, and a ton of people commented because it was big, you know, cultural zeitgeist stuff. And then I come back and, and, and they posted it and they also left a comment saying, hey, Cortex, you know, fuck you. This is important. This is epical. This would be the most memorable speech of the 2000s, blah, 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 a bunch of shit that honestly turns out not to have panned out because, you know, it was, it was a good speech, but it was not, uh, it didn't change the world. It just helped get the dude elected. And now people have complicated feelings. You turns know? out bad president. Wait, hold well, on. Let's not even get hold into on a second. Let's not even pause. <laughs> We're going to embargo that shit. Did someone actually say in a comment, fuck you, Yeah, Cortex? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And the thing is, that's it's not like the first time that it ever happened or the last time it happened. Because every once in a while someone goes there and like they either don't know or don't care. That That's kind of like, uh, no, you can't. You can, right. go, you can be pretty obnoxious, but you can't just be fuck you to someone on the site. Uh, and I came back, uh, and I think I had like, you know, like not a lot, but a couple beers in me and I was just a little bit loose, a little bit annoyed, uh, and came back and found this and I was like, but cause there's a ton of flags on the post cause people knew we'd been saying, Hey, maybe do a better job. And right. then someone didn't. And I came back and I was like, Hey, you know what? Fuck you too. And a couple paragraphs of righteous, like, what the fuck are you thinking? Act like an adult instead of doing this bullshitty blah, 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 blah. And, and I still remember it because I think it was the last time I ever said that to anybody on the site. And uh, it was kind of a thing. And it's one of those things where, like, at this point, we've got a pretty firm, yeah, you just don't say to fuck you to someone on the site. And I, every time that comes up, I think someone's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, this one time in 2008, Cortex did that thing. Right. And, uh, and, and, yeah, and I don't think it's ever happened. But I always, like, I can't help but be keenly, keenly aware of that. This isn't where you're going What were going we talking about? Well, that was, I believe, our segue from Cookie Clicker to your video. Right, again. right, right. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You, you, you're you, the, probably the only person I've ever met who can say fuck you to in an official capacity without losing their job. Yeah, it's neat. <laughs> FYI. It's a neat thing. I mean, uh, not that you can just do it. Like, not willy-nilly. Like, no, but right, yeah, willy-nilly. It's, it's something that the nature of the culture of the site is that uh, 
it's strictly speaking permissible. I mean, if I get an email from someone that says "fuck you" in within my company, and I respond with, "Well, hey, guess what? Fuck you too," and here's why. <laughs> Neither of us have a job the yeah, next it day. Seems like a problem. <laughs> seems like a problem. At best, some censure. At best, there. And I'm not saying this is good or bad, but just the state of affairs as I understand yeah. them. Whereas at my job, it'd be more like people like, "Oh snap." <laughs> And then I'd be like, "Hey!" And I think actually here I am clicking like like, like using flagging it as a fantastic comment, just you know, (laughs) privately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am in your. No, I think I got a number of favorites on that comment, which is like weird. That some of my most favorited comments ever are things where I lit into someone, and I feel shitty about every single one because like it's fantastic. No, I I know you mean, and I I see both. It's like the dam breaks, and everyone's like, "Oh (laughs) shit." Hardly. Uh, But then afterwards, I'm like, oh, man. The the fact that you are restrained with that sort of thing means that that's okay. But if if you got to the – if you were some moderator on some similarly designed website, uh, if there were one – we're doing started doing that in order to solicit yeah, like community prom- like ra- like uh, circling the wagons yeah. type shit. Well, then, then it would become really quickly like every, every, hey, guess what? We're the moderators and fuck everyone else. Exactly. You know, every and every person we've ever hired on on Metafilter, I think that was like it wasn't a stated criteria, but that was a big part of the basic thinking. Is like, is this someone who is going to get off on being in a position of being able to tell people to go suck it? Because if so, they and aren't- having three quarters of the uh, like the base the user base totally rally in their corner yeah too which is like a really good feeling right i mean to have like the yeah. support of the community so if, you, if you're if you're gonna stand up and be like hey fuck you and everybody's like yeah and you're like this is great i gotta do this more often right. then oh it's a problem you need someone who hates themselves adequately exactly so I, I think of myself as like the cursy angry mod as far <laughs> as that goes because like i'm the word one who every once in a while is like you know cut the shit <laughs> What the fuck is this? <laughs> and everybody else is like, you know what? I don't think that's reasonable, and uh, I think you need to cool it. You know, it's, so I think my, my thermometer goes slightly higher. But uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not a frequent commenter on Metafilter, but um, 90% of the comments that I have typed out and not posted were pretty much, <laughs> hey, you, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> that's even verbose. Yep. Right. Uh, no, I I type those out and erase them too. I feel like I feel like part of like the moderator skill set is I've gotten even better <laughs> over time of just thinking them and never actually even typing them. Because <laughs> every time I type something like that, I know there's the possibility that I'll just get so incensed that I'll actually say post. <laughs> and so like I'm, I have I have revised comments four or five times and then deleted them because I'm like, no, I can't. But I really need to process my anger right now and just like get this out in words and you know Man. so cookie clicker is yep. similar to your game i'm not even going to talk about that. my game we, yeah, we, let's we, go we, to a break here because <laughs> i have to pee after i think i think we should wrap it up we've actually uh we've been going a good long while Can we, we haven't we don't even get to talk about video games no no we're gonna, have, we're gonna have to talk about it some other time oh my sorry Lord sorry I'm, I'm 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 putting my I guess it's my hand down onto okay. the table. All right, click everywhere and go play my video game. Oh, yeah. Do, do you have a... So is there a thing that people can go <laughs> poke at? Not at all. Oh, okay. Um, they, then don't. He's a liar. <laughs> I'm not. But soon I'll have a video game that 
Is there okay. a thing people can look for to see what it is when nope. it exists? Okay. <laughs> Nobody do letter. anything. Go There's play. a lot of explanation that should have gone led up to this. That you'll we be, never you'll got be to. back in you'll be back I'll in back. town. Yeah. You'll, you'll it, return. I'll have to a Portland. very good video game by Yeah. We'll, go ahead and go back in time and don't listen to this episode. Yeah, just yeah, listen yeah, to just, the um, next Just play, play frog, frog fractions. fractions. <laughs> and play, play frog fractions and play cookie clicker. And then uh, next time yeah, Aaron's on the show, we'll have two games that are better than both. Right? It is, but find it. It's somewhere there on the internet. Look Try all the things on the internet. It's a whole thing, yeah. Right. Frog one Fractions 2 is a, is a thing that is on the internet that no one knows is a video game yet, as far as we know. Well, yeah, we don't know for sure that it's a video game. That's true. Right? Well, I do knows? know that nobody knows yet that it's a video game. Right, exactly. And it may never be a video game. So it, it follows by How induction that explain? nobody knows it's a video game. <laughs> there is no explaining. Right. All right. Well, Aaron, it was a pleasure seeing you again and yeah. uh, having you on yeah, here. It was and, a lot uh, of fun. And uh, when you, when you starting in the cut again, Jesse? That's a, sort of you know I was sort of waiting on Aaron to come up and visit, which now he is doing. Well, hey, here you should just knock a presence. fucking episode. You should just do it in the next week or so. Yeah. We're going to try and record one. I think. Yeah, I no more editing. You should record like two. We've proven that's the way. And or, then, uh, or like seven or maybe two. We'll try and record some, and I'll try and put some up on the site before too long. I think that'd be a You fun told idea. me that it's, if it's before halfway through the year, that it's still yeah, you know, early 2013. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're in May. Which is what I promised so I'm, you're, 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 in you're, 2013. You're approaching the deadline, mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, you Quarter should two. make it happen. Quarter two. Get it going. Right. No I, I'm genuinely excited for the I'm going to officially make cut. no promises. <laughs> well, no, I think, that's, I think that's wise. I haven't updated LARP Trek in like a, over a month. And the last update was the April Fool's update of Carp Trek that I did after at least a couple of weeks of not updating. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 I've completely any, – any kind of even theoretical moral high ground I had for chiding you to do a thing is gone mm-hmm. at this point. Um, I still haven't taken all the tarps off my garbage fans, <laughs> even though the rain's over. So we've all got stuff to work on, basically, <laughs> yeah. is, is what we're saying here. So Our yeah, work is cut out for us. So so you heard it here first. Jesse swears he's going to record a couple episodes of In the Cut while mm-hmm. Aaron's in town, mm-hmm. and that the triumphant return of season two will happen before mm-hmm. uh, the middle of the year. It's still early, still early 2014, and uh, and me and Aaron will both work on our video games and. Uh, Maybe you'll hear about the next episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. We'll see. We'll just see what happens. In the meantime, uh, I'm I feel not like on we, should a, we should do a, a, a what, what? I'm not on Twitter, so follow me on my email. Yeah, just Google Aaron <laughs> Aaron Haas. Just guess whatever spelling you think is good. Right, Aaron. Just you're whatever feels spell good. Aaron wrong and probably Haas too. So yeah. just just type, just <laughs> keep typing in until you find something that mentions you, Kaya, and uh, and then you'll know where the electricity wasn't. Feels like a pretty good take line. Let's just stop. Wow.